This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Hey everyone, welcome out to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight's episode is brought to you by NobleKnight.com, where Out of Print is available again. You'll be able to get some great RPG books. And we just finished a very shortened Con Bravo session set in the Terminator universe called Terminator Defiance. I'm Steve Snowball Sailor, and I'm joined with our GM uh, this evening. Mike Dodd, but I also have to welcome my players for this evening. The Commandant Scott Borders here. You went from youth or young word to the commandant? Why, yes, I did, Stephen. Okay. If you want your rations, you will not interrupt me again. Okay, fine then. <laughs> and then we also have our very special guest on the Terrible Warriors today. Uh, Mark Mayer, that's me. Hi, Mark. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Uh, so as the, uh, the, I guess, the newbie to our uh, lovely show, uh, what'd you think? Uh, lots of fun. Good times. I always enjoy being Hunter S. Thompson, only briefly. That was, the cool. that, was totally, that was totally unexpected, which I, I, I did quite but enjoy. What's fucked up is I could see Hunter S. Thompson somewhere in the Terminator <laughs> universe <laughs> doing everything you just said. I almost imagine Johnny Depp somewhere showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should be noted that my Hunter S. Thompson impersonation is an impersonation of Johnny Depp's impersonation of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, and he did bring visual aids, including a bucket hat. I did. Close and sunglasses. I, I and had to ditch them after we were uh, transported through time naked. So, Right, we did yeah. lose that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what we do, Mark, with these things, we take a look at the session, what went right, what went wrong, what were your thoughts. So the question I'll open up to the floor to everybody is, what did you think? Um, uh, my sort of thoughts on it is that it's definitely a lot more story-based than we have done in the past. Um, it's very simple. We, really, we had no character sheets. We kind of had questions that you would send out beforehand and um, ask us what kind of character we wanted to be and we just which I replied I'll be Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> really that was how you almost word for word yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool yeah. I uh, said my primary skills will be fast talking and firearms that's awesome uh, my consumption was, of ether and and a heroic resistance to drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I was say, I was almost heroic keyword. I was expecting you'd like to have that one line, or was like uppers, downers, a whole bunch of co- cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> like I want that line somewhere. Uh, I had, yeah, mine was I wanted the Genesis to next background. I had this whole sort of backstory. I mean, that's just the storyteller in me. I was a last minute addition. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Connell. <laughs> Dick. Um, but I liked it. It was it was neat. It's an interesting kind of just taking a very simple approach of just. 1d20 and 1d6. Now, one of the things I wanted to accomplish with this, did you guys notice you never fought? There was no combats, really. Oh, there wasn't at all, yeah. Except when... I ordered another soldier to do some fighting. 
Yeah, oh, wow. and that was about it. Now that's different from every Terrible Warrior session that we do because typically it's not just a dungeon crawl or it's a monster fight. Yeah. I want this to be very story driven. And because of the way the scheduling has worked out for this particular series of episodes, I had to condense four episodes into two hours. Yeah. But I think it worked out, like, honestly, that last little bit at the end when you guys were assaulting the Terminator factory, when Scott tells me, hey, you got 17 minutes. Shit. <laughs> I better make some goddamn waves. I think you did that really well, though, in all honesty. No, totally. I, I really enjoyed the completely story-driven and basically, like, you know what, roll for me right now. We'll see how it's going to go high or low. Yeah. It, it added something that just seemed a bit more naturally. It wasn't like, oh, crap, i got to look at my skills here. Because me, I'm pretty novice at mm -hmm. RPG playing, so I look at a character sheet. I'm like, Jesus, what am I doing here? Yeah, it's not oh about math. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what this is supposed to mean for what I'm doing. How do I take this into account? But when it's like, hey, my guy has some computer knowledge. I want to see if I can hack this. Roll me a D20. Okay, I'm going to roll. This is my number. You do this. I feel, especially for people who are just getting into it, it's a much more, you really get into it. It's a lot more fun, I think, because the, the story is what I'm really interested in. And just seeing how this, you tell this story to me and how maybe my, just my actions change it so much, being something like, let's look for a USB input on the back of this character's neck or something like that, mm -hmm. instead of having to realize, well, my... Uh, Your my search isn't high enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah. oh, jeez. And they have that, like, bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and then I'm like, oh, my armor gives me this and that, and yeah. I'm not used to that kind of play, because I'm, I'm still new. So this was really fun for me, and I felt like I could get into it, and we were all on a very even playing ground. Yeah, we were very... I remember one point, we were, when we were trying to hide from them, I was very scared. Like, I honestly thought we were all going to die. And you basically did the best compared to uh, Mark and myself, who our characters had military yeah, background. which was weird. Because like, I rolled a two and swore loudly. <laughs> yeah, and I rolled a 20. That apparently I was like a Navy SEAL at that point. Like, one of the things I wanted to accomplish with this particular is I wanted to let you guys feel the sense of fear. And that's one thing that with RPGs, depending on your group, you never feel scared. Like, oh, we're going to play again next week. I want Clearly, you've never played Call of Cthulhu. Much, yeah, so. <laughs> we're going to. We're planning on doing a. Oh, nice. We're thinking about doing a Halloween special. Excellent. We're trying to be able to see if we can actually record it in a haunted place. In Maybe my that'll be fun. Yeah, Prepare be for fun. sanity loss. Oh, yes, immensely. Now, actually, I want to ask you because not a lot of people may know um, your RPG background. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Sort of your experience with RPGs? Oh uh, well, I'd, uh, RPGs were sort of the first acting I ever did. Uh, when I uh, where I went to high school, it was in a small town, uh, so we didn't have a drama program at all. Like I had to take art my correspondence even, so oh, the, wow. there was certainly wow. no drama. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons was certainly the closest thing I'd ever done to acting or improv all through high school. And uh, so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is, is what I started with, you know. And so uh, you know, I'm fairly old. So first edition, <laughs> first edition and second edition is what I actually played. And I think I, I uh, had mentioned that uh, I I never really played much three or three point five in D and D, but I bought the rule books and read them because that's the kind of nerd I am. Uh, yeah, same here. I always yeah. buy it, even if I'm never going to play it. Yes, Ravenloft especially, which <laughs> oh. I, you know I hardly ever played, but I read all of the rule, the rule books and the gazetteers and all that. Uh, and beyond Dungeons and Dragons, uh, GURPS. Uh, played a fair bit of GURPS in university, uh, mostly GURPS Supers. Oh, cool. I uh, had the long running GURPS Supers campaign. A uh, little bit of uh, Vampire the Masquerade, like back when it first came out. So back when it didn't suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, we were discussing briefly uh, earlier uh, Amber, the uh, mm -hmm. diceless uh, role playing system. Which was more or less a lot of tonight was. Uh, which was, uh, yeah, similar to tonight, yeah. So I guess, Mark, what were your impressions of how the story progressed in characters and interactions? 
Uh, I thought I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I always enjoy the role-playing aspect of, uh, of things most, and that's actually one reason why I really like GURPS a lot, uh, mm-hmm. was because GURPS has such a deadly combat system, uh, and it takes so long to make up your character that you never want to risk your character uh, knowing that, that even, even the weakest person might get a lucky shot and stab them through the eye and hit the brain and do quadruple damage and kill you. There was so, actually a book uh, that I based tonight's game on, and you'll know this, uh, in D&D 3.5, there's massive damage and all mm-hmm. that shit, right? Uh, those plasma rifles you were wielding, yes. how much damage do you think they did? Oh, quite a bit, I would think. 5d10. Really? Yeah. yeah, with a critical range of something like 16 to 20. I'm not, I'm not 100%, 100% sure what that meant. Uh, yes. means I'm rolling 5d10s, a.k.a. Oh, okay. you're fucked. Basically, yeah. the equivalent, okay. you can get up to about 50, 50 damage. Po- yes. Well, yeah. just, and then with why don't you just hand me the gun myself and I'll stick it in my mouth? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's something, like, when I originally had planned, like I said, I, I had to condense this so goddamn much, Yep. is you your original battle was actually going to be, uh, the mission was going to be you were going to liberate that Skynet camp. You were going to find clues that the TX, literally from the Terminator 3, was being developed in Toronto. And there was going to be a fight that happened in Niagara Falls. Oh. Which, <laughs> what they were going to do is, not, Skynet was using Niagara Falls as a hydroelectric facility Oh, it's ge- still running. Yeah, to ah. generate the necessary uh, power to generate the liquid metal. It's very expensive to make. Wow. So the battle was going to be the TX and maybe a T-1000 defending it. Hmm. So you guys could have... The plans I had, I was going to give you guys an opportunity to, to use an aerial HK and literally have a dog fight with it. And I was going to have you guys use tanks. And if you captured... The, if you guys had rolled really well in the Terminator factory... You gotta turn them right around on Skynet. I would have given wow. you an army of endoskeletons. That would be cool. <laughs> um, uh, that's the thing. I mean, we we, we play these games. There's a lot of things that do get cut and deleted scenes. I of mean, course. I know we've. Like, it all depends on the choices we've made. Yeah, exactly. We change the story completely on the fly. Yeah, yeah. like on- I have to say, I was very proud of my idea too. Yeah, you know, grapefruits. Infiltrate the Terminator. Oh. That was a really well, no, the cool. Grapefruit the grapefruits idea. I thought were pure yeah, genius. I, like, I don't want grapefruits in the future. What if they're gone? And sell them for a high by, price. By, yeah, by, by, as soon as we get into the future, it's like I could go for some grapefruit. Yeah. Uh, but no, that idea, like having like making us masking us, making it seem like we're Terminators. I'm like, you know, what? actually, they didn't. Do, they do that in the movies to begin with. That would have yeah. been a neat idea. That's why he was the Colonel of uh, <laughs> exactly. exceptional military background. They taught me about him in the academy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I had planned, and I was actually going to do this. I was actually going to talk to you, Mark or Scotty. I was going to have one of you. Actually, this is Blair's idea. Something that was known as a spore terminator. I left the liquid metal there as a clue. Nano machines. Uh, the terminators. Yeah. We're going to basically use you as infiltration units. So basically, your dice rolls might start going wrong. You might accidentally shoot someone. Oh, what happened? Oh, you just rolled bad. What? Subtle Skynet programming. The TX cool. can, <laughs> hack, can, can hack machines. So basically, when the final fight happened with the TX, you were going to roll once. You rolled abo- uh, below the number I, I wanted to. She, w- she controlled you. Every round, you get a chance to will save, like wow. like Arnie does in T three. Yeah. So that was going to be the uh, the final battle. Well, I remember cool. you and I even had some things because how was how I was really last minute. We found out we had to uh, 
shorten it. We were thinking of just making me a Terminator unit the entire time. That's why we were thinking <laughs> of just making me a soldier that had exceptional yeah. military skill and was good with computers. Yeah, basically, what the what another plan that I had, and I dropped it about halfway through the first hour, is Scotty was going to be a Skynet infiltrator sent back through time to ensure that development happens because Skynet, in my world, uses Miles Dyson's son, Danny, to develop the time, the, the time displacement technology. If that lab didn't exist in 2004, the time technology would not exist in 2027. It has to build a technology, but it needed the base first. Hmm. Since I wanted the heaviest ordinance you had to almost be like, this guy can carry a, a An awful ton. lot. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of a small guy. But yeah, I mean, I'm really happy with the way this turned out. I mean, one of the things I learned with RPGs is I wanted you guys to be faked out. Like like I described, futuristic Ocean's Eleven with time travel. I may want to revisit that idea. close to that. Well, I, well, I figured going to the future, stealing tech and coming back yeah. was going to be the fake out. Yeah, yeah. And then when I put you in the future, well, you said you guys figured it out pretty quick. Well, it was, I mean, it was definitely a very big kind of red herring for at least us before we started. I mean, do you do a lot of that when, uh, when you play, Mark? Any red herrings at all? Red herring? Yeah, it depends on the game. Depends on the yeah. style of game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one of the things Steve has told me, I do very well at the bait and switch. That you do. Like, because one, one game, Mark, we did is we were doing Star Wars, and then I dropped aliens on them, and they had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, one of our players, Erica, that nice tension, she was actually like, yeah, it got nice pretty tense. tense. It was like we were basically in this abandoned super star destroyer, and all of a sudden, aliens show up, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, because they're expecting stormtroopers and crap. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, actually, yeah, the bait and switch. Now that I think of it, it's uh, I do this sort of uh, Cthulhu LARP thing mm-hmm. in uh, Britain, actually, with some with some friends of mine. And, you have uh, no yeah, idea how insanely jealous I am of it, that. Uh, you yeah. should be. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, it is almost always invariably some sort of bait and switch. Like you're, you know, you think you're trying to stop the Nazis from doing something, but it's actually Cthulhu. It's you can Azeroth never or, stop yeah. us. Oh, nice. yeah. And I think that really helps role playing experiences. I think it it forces you to think. It not it's not just dice combat or whatever. It's not number crunching. Oh, yeah. it got me a few times. I was like, shit. I'm trying to think of what else I would do with this situation. Yeah, I was like, normally, oh. like we're very heavily relied on our stats. It's like okay. If this thing doesn't work, I can use something else on my stats to fix it. But when you're all we rely on is just your dice roll, or Fuck, five like of I them. Could go, I'd completely yeah, it's way. chance, and you yeah. guys have to think. And I think that's something that a lot of role playing games miss the point of. It's it, it's number crunching these days, and there's not enough. Like I I consider Call of Cthulhu like when we're doing our panel. That's some of the best role playing games out there for this reason. If you if you get into a combat, you're doing it wrong. Yes. And everybody has a story how they beat Cthulhu. Yeah. Nobody should have a story how they beat Cthulhu. Yes. No one no one ever should. And, and you should have, you know, I I lost not as badly as the other players. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to always call lose. it Cthulhu. Yeah, that's yeah. Everyone always loses. Yeah, like you want that rewarding experience of I survived another day. You literally made it you may have stopped the gods plans for a day, but you stopped a god. Yeah. And, and I only have uh, several crippling phobias now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My sanity I mean, is very off the wall, but whatever. One of the things I liked with you, Mark, particularly, that you were willing to engage me in that final roleplay conversation. Like, here, convince the most powerful Terminator in the world why she shouldn't kill you. Yeah, and, I, you... and I, th- I thought it best to, to just go into the kind of 
weird nonsense that a Hunter S. Thompson-esque character might <laughs> And it might works because totally it's insane, but it's also straight into the point. Yeah. And I'm really glad you were able to kind of play with me with that, too. Oh, and it's not often you get a chance to engage players in deep role-playing. Like, for example, uh, with, uh, with uh, Terrible Warriors, we want to bring that experience out. Because, like I said, I never want role-playing to be more than dungeon crawls. Well, well, they can be fun, but yeah, I mean, we're the great thing about the show because it's a very short time frame. We and we said it before, we always do like the storytelling aspect of the game, and uh, this is the first time we've ever really combined the the great uh, aspect of storytelling, and then it completely just be role playing. Yeah, we've never like even though it was a little bit of sort of combat and, and dice rolling for that. But I broke was, that guy's foot. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, there was one combat. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Like that was if that's the only combat we had the entire time, I'm cool with that. That was you left the guy to get shot. You you left the guy to get turned into hamburger. That's true. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that jerk. And I should have eaten him after. Would have been a really good hammerlock. <laughs> that's true. So, um, so anyway. I guess kind of closing thoughts, Steve. I liked it. It was uh, definitely something like, hey, Terminator is always a great thing for me. I always did like uh, love the series, and it was a cool, really cool story. Definitely some interesting uh, twists. I love the fact that it was a lot of just role playing, uh, with something that uh, that I feel like I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with just mm-hmm, within this definitely. past year of doing this on a regular basis. Um, so now, yeah, it was it was great. Scotty, yeah, I'd really like to see us visit some more story driven versus uh, character sheet-driven RPGs. I feel there's a lot of interesting stories that we can just tell to each other and just see how we can make those things go with our little actions and not have to worry about the number crunching all the time. Mm -hmm. Mark? Uh, Good fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I think as my final thoughts for this, I like, I mean, Steve, you remember the many conversations we've had where I don't think I'm that creative. Yes, I do Stuff like this really makes me think maybe I don't suck after all. <laughs> no, you definitely don't. Uh, I've always known that you've, you've had at least, uh, like, you you had the idea, you always had great ideas, it's just that you you didn't feel comfortable enough that you could be able to act on them, and the fact that we can do all these games and, and uh, come out with, a, with some really good stories, it just adds that, I think that adding the game element is what helps helps you kind of break that creativity out, and so it's good. I'm really hoping people out there are learning from this and taking that example. Tell yeah. great stories. Don't worry about the rules. The Like Justin has said, there's the rule of awesome. If it's awesome, let it happen. Never let get it in the way of a good story. Yeah. I want to engage your emotions. Not your adrenaline, totally. if that makes any sense. So, um, so anyway, uh, we'll be back. I'm not sure what game's coming up next on the site. Uh, it's We're not sure yet. Yeah, so I'll likely be game mastering again if you have my luck. Uh, and I'll have a four full hours then. Oh, so. no, I know. It's the, uh, the next game after this will be After the Bomb. Oh, right. Into, very loosely based in the TMNT universe. Which awesome. is, oh, that was Dr. Strange. Love. <laughs> no, we're all, we're all mutant animals, and uh, all I gotta say is that we got a pretty badass vehicle called Grave Diggers. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. Mike to be a, a <laughs> <Yeah>. mutated pony. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Alright guys, so for these warriors are terrible. We have been Steve Snowball Sailor. The Youthful Ward Scott. Special guest Mark Mayer. And I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd saying, never let the rules get in the way of a fantastic story. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? 
Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.